How are you guys today? Did you guys feel rested and ready for more activities? Yeah. Awesome. I heard a no, but I won't question it. <laughs> I won't question it. Um, so yeah, we're like halfway done, huh? How crazy is that? And how about those seniors? Where's my seniors? Let me see my seniors. Yeah. Yes, it's been amazing to get to know you guys. And if I see you guys again, it won't be as students anymore. It will be as leaders. How crazy is that? I know, right? Responsibility is knocking at your door. Anyhow, what a great experience to do that. Um, so today I want us to just kind of relax a little bit. I know that what we've been talking about, uh, it's almost like, duh, Right? But at the same, with the same breath, it's very necessary for us to know what prayer is about. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, one thing that I'll reiterate again and again is the notion of having to be able to perform when the time comes to perform. Okay. Think about that. Uh, who likes baseball? Okay. Who likes football? Any soccer fans? Okay, a few, a few, but there's some. Tennis? Golf? Okay, yeah, all right. Okay, hockey? Yeah, a few hockey, okay. So think about your, your favorite player in reference to any of those sports or any others that I mentioned or did not mention. Think about the pinnacle of what that sport, that face of the sport, let's say it that way, right? Golf. You know, for me, it's still Tiger Woods. I'm sorry. He's just amazing, right? Amazing, amazing guy. For basketball, you know, here's an argument. Many say Michael Jordan. Many say Kobe Bryant. And many say the king, right? Depends on your thought. But when you think of these particular people, you think of them performing at their max. I mean, they are the best in their craft when it comes to it. They're what? What's the word that people use when people show up? They're clutch, right? When the, when the going gets tough and things are difficult, they show up and they get it done, right? And fans are like, yeah, woo! They're all excited. We get excited with them and for them, for the team, for themselves, because they're clutch, because they showed up when they had to show up. And that's what I'm talking about with you guys, okay? Yesterday, we discussed the whole situation with Jesus being taken over to the desert by an angel, right? And then there was 40 days and 40 nights where he fasted and prayed and seeked God, his Father, right? And then the devil shows up and tempts him, right? But Jesus was clutch, man. He showed up. When he needed to show up, he did. He did the right thing. He did what he needed to do, and he got it done. Do you follow what I'm saying? That's what I want for you. That's what I want for me, for us, that when something does happen in life, because unfortunately, life happens, and it usually happens when we're not ready when we're not prepared for it, that's when life happens. But see, if you've already been practicing and you've been playing your A game, you are going to be ready to overcome no matter what the obstacle is. Do you follow me? That's the point of this. That's the point of us having this conversation 
and being able to talk and be real with our leaders, with our friends, with the people we rub elbows with here at camp, and being able to just be truthful and being able to practice together so that when the game starts, we're ready to go and we're not going to be defeated. Not just anything is going to swirl us around and take advantage of us because we are ready to go. We're ready and understand the importance of prayer. Amen? That's, that's the point of these conversations. Now, prayer is one of those things that don't get a lot of headline news, if you will, okay? Because in, in the Christian realm, if you will. You hear of miracles? Yeah, I want, I want miracles. You hear about people being able to prophesy? Oh my gosh, let's go there because that guy knows how to hear God and he will tell me what I need to learn, right? And you hear about, you know, the lifting of the dead and, you know, the, the sick being healed and you hear about spe people speaking in different tongues and, oh my gosh, that's so exciting. And then there's prayer. You don't hear a lot of conferences about prayer. You don't hear a lot of people getting really excited about, man, let's go pray, dude. You don't. Very rarely. And yet, it's one of the most important things in your life that you will have to learn. Because if you don't, life will sock you around. It'll punch you down. It'll kick you in the head. And you're not going to know what to do. It'll take the air out of you completely. And you don't know where to go. Now, don't get me wrong. Many of us, including Christians, many of us, the only time we turn to God is when? Yeah. Distress, trouble, issues, problems. Things aren't going my way, right? So I turn to the one that I know can because I've exhausted every possible thing and I do not have the answer. And so I finally go to God because he's my only other option. Don't let that be you. Don't let God be your last option because he's not. God is no one's last option. God is God. And you know, a lot of people, depending on the denomination that you come from, will say, well, when you pray, you have to be on your knees, and you have to do this, and you have to do that, and that's fine, whatever, man, right? But the reality is, what am I telling you? I'm telling you, pray whenever. Pray wherever. Just pray all the time. Be praying. Be conscious that God is there with you, present all the time, and that he is watching, and not watching you and that I want to see what he's going to do. No, no, no. Watching you in the sense that he loves you. And that he wants to take care of you. So pray. Just pray wherever you're at. Pray all the time. Seek God all the time because he is with you. Always. Always. And he's not waiting for you to do the wrong thing. He just wants to be with you. He wants to hang out with you because he loves you. That's what I say. But it doesn't matter how you want to pray. Just pray. Just seek God because that's the important thing. So we're going to do a little bit of a recap. First, we learned how to get in, right? And we're going to get in here in a little bit. But we're going to pray the prayer, right? And so we get in. We get into that secret place, whatever that secret place looks like for you. You get in there. And then <clears throat> now that we're in, what do we do there? And we spoke about that as well. 
And what about if you just enjoy his presence? We said that, right? What if you're just there to hang out with God? Maybe you do have something to say. Maybe he has something to say. Maybe all that there is is just enjoying his company, his presence. Now, you must know that he is always with you. You are never alone. Never. And there's many scriptures that would reiterate or iterate this concept that I'm saying, God with you, God for you. He's not against you. Many of the Psalms, many of the Proverbs, you will see that same vernacular, that same lens of God being there with you as you're walking day by day, night by night, even when you sleep. And we had a conversation earlier about dreams with someone and, and the whole idea of even when you're sleeping, you're not really not knowing what's going on. Your spirit is still active. Your spirit doesn't need to rest. Your spirit is alive and well 24-7, 365, right? That's God. But here's the thing. He's with you. So I, I want to read something to you guys, and it's found in Matthew 28. And if you have a Bible, you're welcome to open it. If not, that's fine. But Matthew 28, along with, you know, the Scripture period, is so vital and so important because we get so many things out of it that will allow us to find instruction and in how to live our life for God. And Matthew 28, basically, it's Jesus came back after he's dead. I'm painting the, the picture for you. So he came back, and he's hanging out with his disciples, and he's giving them some final instruction, if you will. He's, he died on the third day, rose back to life, and came, and here I am teaching you again, he says, right? And he's giving us some final instructions. And it's, it's a really good chapter. But at the end... This is what he says, and this is where I kind of want to direct our thought. And it's the Great Commission, and you've heard of the Great Commission, you've heard of the Great Commandment. The Great Commandment, love God with everything, and love others as yourself, right? And the Great Commission is very much followed in with love. And it's, he says this, Jesus says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. So in other words, hey, pay attention to this one. Be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You hear that? So he's telling you, back a little bit in Matthew, he says, hey, the greatest commandment is love God with your mind, soul, spirit, everything. Love God, then love others as you love yourself, right? I like to use the whole cliche of love God, love people. The cross, right? Love God, love people. But then he says, now I want you to go tell everybody about this great news. And as you're going out there and telling everybody about this good, great news, I want you to understand that even though you don't physically see me with your eyes, with your spirit, you can, and I am there with you. I will never leave you. I will never go anywhere that you are not present, and I am not present in you. Christ is in you. So guess what? You're never alone, even when you feel alone, even when the circumstances of life have been hard. When life itself has kind of slapped you around, it might. 
And if it does, you're not alone. Jesus is with you. He is for you. He's before you. And he's after you. And he's on your side. And above you, he is protecting you. He is watching out over you. And you're not alone. Now, many times as Christians, we have a tendency of doing this. Well, I can't do that because if I do, that's a sin. It's never, I am not going to do that because why would I? And maybe we need to shift the way we look at things. See, God has come to give you freedom. And freedom in life and abundance. And if he's given you freedom, you are free. And whoever Jesus set free is what? Free indeed. He's free. You are free. But that doesn't mean that you're going to go do heroin. You follow me? I mean... <laughs> And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anyone, guys. I'm just trying to be really real with you. It's like, I could, but why would I? Why would I go do heroin when I've seen the repercussions of heroin? People overdose and die because they can't get enough of heroin to go back to what they felt. Do you follow me? Well, you know... <laughs> Uh, any Oregonians here? No, no one? Okay, so I won't offend anyone. Um, Oregon, they just passed a law in the Portland area where you could be, you could actually legally, legally have marijuana in one pocket, heroin in the other, and maybe some cocaine in your back pocket, and the cop stops you and they won't arrest you. Just because it's legal doesn't mean that it's the thing I should do. Did you hear that? Just because my government or anyone else is telling me that I can doesn't mean that I should. Okay? God has given us freedom, but that doesn't mean we go do stupid stuff. Okay? Come on. Y'all have a brain. Okay, y'all have a spirit within you that connects with the spirit of Almighty God. You know him. He loves you. He's passionate about you, and you're getting to know him even more. Even with all the ebb and flow and everything else, you will get more knowledge of who he is in your life. Just give it time. And because of that, I, I, I just beg you to not open certain doors that are stupid doors to open. Does that make sense? Because sometimes we open a stupid door and all of a sudden our lives are ruined for the rest of our lives. The repercussions. You know, and I maybe have mentioned this before, but it's, I have to mention it again. You can pick a sin. You can pick your sin. You can pick whatever sin you want. You can go do it. You have the freedom to do that. But you know what you can't choose? You cannot choose the consequence that comes behind that sin or that decision that you made. If you want to call it sin, call it sin. If you want to call it decision, call it decision. Whatever you want to call it, the reality is you can pick that, but you cannot pick the consequence behind it. That one automatically comes, and it slaps you, and you don't know what happened until you realize that, oh, I kind of opened that stupid door, didn't I? Do you follow me? Okay. So I want us to close out with Matthew. And Tyler's going to put it on, or Jordan is. 
And I want us to do something, guys. If you don't mind, stand up. And I want us to read this together. Okay? I want us to read this together. And I, and I want you to do something, if, if you will. I want you to mean it. I know. I'm kind of being forceful, ain't I? What a jerk. Anyways, um, I want you to, to really just speak it out with your heart. Envision, if you want to, if you have to close your eyes, do it. Um, that might make it hard to read, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> you can just follow the words that I say. However, the, the point of this is this, guys, that I want you to understand that this pattern, that these words have true meaning and are powerful. And if you have nothing to say to God in the morning when you wake up or in the evening when you lay down, if you just say this and mean it, pretty soon you'll be using your own words and you'll be able to connect with God in a way that you never knew was possible. He'll hold your hand. He really will. He's with you always till the end of time. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's not mad at you. He's in love with you. His grace is sufficient. All that stuff that you've heard. It's really, really true. It is. God is love, and he loves you. So let's read this. Let's read it together. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And let us yield let us yield, and don't let us yield. Ah, don't trust everything Joe says. Ah, and don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you're good. We thank you that you are God and that you do provide our need, that you forgive us as we forgive, that you keep us from the evil one and from ourselves, that you are with us till the end of time. We appreciate you. We worship you. We acknowledge your kingdom. We acknowledge your son, Jesus, and we thank you for your Holy Spirit, the comforter, the one that directs us. We are in awe of your goodness, and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys.